Thank you for joining our broadcast today at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc to find the giving options that works best for you. Now in today's message, Pastor Tony will be delivering an encouraging word that we know is going to touch your life. We pray that you listen with expectation, believing that everything you need from God, he's going to do it. Enjoy today's message. God is doing a new thing. This is what God has been speaking in my spirit. I haven't spoken this in the other two services, but there's something prophetic about the third service. Every time I've come, I don't understand it, but it's what it is. God has been speaking to me this thing about in Isaiah where he lists all the stuff he's done. I did this, I did this, I did this, 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 this. And then he says, forget about it. And you're like, well, wait, what? Like you, I, you just like reminded me everything you did. Now you don't want me to think about it. He doesn't mean forget about it. Like forget about it and never remember it. It means don't dwell in it. Don't dwell on it. Don't live in yesterday when I'm the God of yesterday, today, and forevermore. And God says, I did this, this, this. And then he says, forget about it because behold, I do a new thing. The Lord is speaking. I speak specifically to this service right now. Don't dwell on 2018. I mean, thank him for it. Build your faith on whatever happened. But don't dwell here. Don't camp out here because the Lord is about to do a new thing for you. There is a newness coming to city life. I sense it in my spirit. You've had a great year. You've had great things happen, but there's a new thing that God's about to do. I speak it over you in Jesus mighty, mighty name. Father, confirm your word today with signs, miracles, and wonders that when we leave this house, we'll say, surely we've been in the presence of the Lord. Open our ears to hear, our hearts to receive, and our minds to discern what thus saith the word of the Lord. You can be seated. In God's presence, and everybody said, Amen. 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 Some of my earliest memories growing up in church were of prayer family prayer, church prayer, corporate prayer. You go to camp meeting, they make you pray. You go to conference, they make you pray. I was raised in a pastor's home. We had to pray there too. Everywhere we went, we were praying, praying in the car, praying in the bus, praying in the van, praying to go to school. And when we were very young, my brother and I, when we were, when we were just babies and toddlers and young kids, young, just young ch- children, my parents would gather, gather us in their bedroom and we'd have to pray together. <clears throat> and it was kind of like a liturgical kind of prayer, if you will, because my parents would start and we'd finish. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. Forgive us for our sins. Say it louder. They didn't really kick us, I promise. Um, sins and uh, thank god for my brother thank god and we and they were teaching us how to pray then they would teach us the word of god my mother would start a bible verse like you know love the lord with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and we'd have to and what they were doing those nightly prayer meetings were actually a training room a preparation room it was teaching us the language of heaven and it's the language that moves heaven they were teaching us how to move heaven on our behalf they were teaching us that there's power in prayer before we would go to school my mother would not let us leave the house without praying. didn't matter if we missed the bus. It didn't matter if we were late to school. We were not leaving until we prayed. And my mother was always particularly concerned about me. So we had to pray, and I had to, every day of my life, I had to recite, 
Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. For those that love him, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. For any man, when he is tempted, is drawn away by his own lust and entice. So when lust is conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, it bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brother. So like every day, I went to school scared, like, I'm going to die. It's my life every day growing up. There was this one particular year, it was fourth grade, and I was assigned to the classroom of who was known, deemed as the meanest teacher in the school. It's the 80s. So she's kicking desks, and she's hitting desks with rulers, but accidentally grazing, you know, there's no social media. Nobody's got a smartphone to catch it. So she said she went for the desk, but you're like, oh God. I mean, it was just, it was that kind of, that kind of like, whatever. When I found out I had that teacher, I scared I was scared. I cried. I don't care if you make fun of me. I cried. I cried. And I asked my mom, I'm like, mom, you got to get me into a different classroom. You got to help me. I got to get out of here. She's like, we're going to pray about it. I said, I agree. Let's do it. I, Father, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke her. I declare she is under my feet in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. She's like, no, not like that. My mother prayed a different way. She said, God, I thank you that Tony has favor with Miss So-and-so. I thank you that this is going to be the best year he's had in school ever. I thank you that this year she's going to have peace. She's going to have joy. She went into like Joel Osteen mode before there was a Joel Osteen. I mean, she's like, I just thank you that good things are happening to him. And this could be a great year. I mean, like I'm used to, I'm Pentecostal. So I'm used to binding and loosening and, you know, the violent take it by fourth. And so I think we're going to rebuke and we're going to speak at times. She it's just going to be a great year. Good things are going to happen to Tony. This is going to be, everything's working out for him. And then she took it a step further. My parents were church planters. So my brother and I were the church musicians. While I was five years old, she put us in piano lessons. And so my mother took it a step further. She started inviting that teacher to my piano recitals. Till I graduated high school, that lady was at every piano recital. She was at every concert. That lady became a friend to our family. That lady became a friend to me. That year was the greatest year I ever had in elementary school. There was no kicking of the desk. There was no swiping anybody with the ruler. There was no yelling. There was, it was a great year. Now, people after me, they said they got kicked. They said they got elbowed. I can't speak about them. All I know is that the year that I went and the year that my mother prayed, something changed. And you say, why would you remember that story 30 plus years later? Because it was a little testimony. It was a little marker that stayed in my life that prayer changes things. That when you pray, God hears the prayers of the righteous. When you take something to God, it's just a little thing, but it stuck in my mind. It reminded me years later when I go through something, you know what? I've complained about it. I've gotten upset about it, but have I prayed about it? Because when you pray, prayer changes things. It turns things around when you pray you've opened up you've opened direct communication between you and heaven jesus christ being your mediator you've cut out all the middlemen you've cut out everything from in between and when you pray and you ask according to his will in his name the bible says it shall be yours i took my kids to eat Everything went wrong. The steak was the wrong temperature. The steak was the wrong cut. Everything was wrong. I complained to the waiter. I complained to the waiter's assistant. I complained to my children. And my children were a little tired about it. They're like, Daddy, why don't you get the manager? Like, just do something. And I'm like, you know, and I'm talking to everybody. And finally, I succumbed. And I'm like, I need the manager. And the manager came out. And I started trying to complain. And I'm like, look, sir, this and this and this. And he stopped me. He goes, hey, 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 sir. Why didn't you ask for me a long time ago? He said, I could have taken care of this a long time ago. You should have asked for me. He said, you've been talking to the wrong people. And I thought to myself, is that not how my life has worked out? 
I'm, I, I'm guilty. I mean, don't judge me. Cause you do too. I mean, don't get, don't, I go to the wrong people. I go to Google. I go to WebMD and I think I'm dying because my toenails growing weird. I, I, I talk to Siri. So I, me and Siri have been together since Siri like came out and like girls still don't understand me. Like I'll be talking to her. I have changed her to the British version, the Australian version. I've done every voice that Siri has and I'll still talk to her and she still says, beep, I don't understand what you're asking me. I'm like, girl, you don't get me. I go to social media, I go to friends, I go to family, and everyone can hear me, and people can understand me, and people can console me, but they can't help me. And then I go to God, and God, it's almost as if God says, why don't you come to me first? I'm the giver of life. I'm the God that healeth thee. I'm your source. I'm your provider. I'm the beginning. I'm the end. I'm all you'll ever need. All you had to do was come to me, but we go to all these other things, and then we come to God. It's time to start cutting out the middle men and the middle women and the things that distract us and go boldly. Somebody say boldly. Boldly before the throne of grace because then your testimony will be I turned to prayer, and prayer turned things around. I, went, I took my kids to Disney World for the first time about seven years ago. My, my oldest was five years old. I saved up all my money. I mean, like, you know, we're Pentecostal evangelists. We're selling barrettes in the lobby. I mean, we're doing, I'm just kidding. But, I mean, we save up all the money. We go to Disney World. Excited to have my kids there. We're in line to get on Motor Speedway or whatever the, the car ride is. And we're waiting in line. We're one of the next people to get on. Florida rain comes in, monsoon, one of those rains that just kind of like slaps you in the face like that. You don't know which way the rain is falling, just, and Disney's shutting down. Miracle ponchos are being sold for $35 and $50 Mickey Mouse umbrellas. I didn't know. I mean, like, I'm like, I thought you just had cotton candy. They're like, yes, but it turns into an umbrella here, sir. And every time I saw, every time I saw dollar, every time I saw a raindrop, to me it was like a dollar falling and being washed away. I'm like, man, Disney, did you not get all my money already? And my son is getting emotional because they're shutting down the rides. And he says, Daddy, what are we going to do? And not, not like as a man of God, not as the priest of my home, but just kind of angry. I said, pray about it. Like, leave me alone, man. I wish it was like, my son, pray, for when thou prayest, God shall answer thee. But it's like, pray. Well, you know what my son did? In the middle of Disney, before God. Father, I speak favor over my vacation. Because your children listen to the way you talk, they see the way you act, and they'll mimic you, and they'll copy you, and I'm just thankful right now that my children have seen me preach, they see me prophesy, because in that moment when they needed an answer, he said, I'm going to do what daddy does, and I'm glad he didn't get to kicking the rides and throwing things. He said, Father, I speak favor in the name of Jesus. This is what he said. He said, the rain is messing up my vacation, but in the name of Jesus, I command the rain to stop so I can enjoy my vacation in the name of Jesus. And before God, a cold gust of wind blew in, and the rain stopped. And I would like to tell you that I stood there and said, behold, my son, see, will God not answer the prayer of the righteous? But when it happened, I was like, 
I'm like, baby, I'm like, baby, pray over daddy's wallet. Pray over daddy's wallet right now in the name of Jesus. Here, just pray. Pray for daddy. Pray for daddy. That little boy was convinced that he could control the weather patterns. He'd go to his baseball games, and if he saw clouds, he's like, Daddy, I got this one. He's like, I'm pitching today in the name of Jesus. The rain has to stop. Now, you say that's crazy, but you know what? God likes radical faith, and I can prove it to you because there's a man in the Bible named Joshua who was fighting a battle, and the sun started to set. He said, nope, I need that sun to stand still. That is scientifically illogical. It makes no sense, but he prayed it, and God said, you know what? If that boy has that kind of faith to pray that prayer, then I'm God enough to answer that prayer. And God told me to there's some Joshuas in this room that need to pray some crazy, radical prayers. And God God said, if you'll pray it, I'll answer it. I'll do it. I'll cause the sun to stand still. I'll cause the rain to stop. If you'll pray it, I'll answer it. Give God praise. Why don't you do it right now? Why don't you raise your voice to the Father and say, you've been complaining about it long enough. You've been crying. Why don't you pray and watch God answer your prayer? I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds cliche-ish, but God answers prayers. He answers. Your testimony can be that you prayed and God turned things around because you prayed. Because you prayed. Because you had faith. You had boldness to go before God. You say, well, you don't understand how crazy it is what I'm believing God for. You don't understand how crazy your God is to answer your prayer. He has blessed some people with some things they didn't deserve. He has done some things even outside of season and outside of time just because his children had the bold kind of faith to go before him. And if he did it for Lazarus, if he did it for Joshua, if he did it for Elijah, if he did it for a Canaanite woman, will he not do it for you? Bible says there was a lady with an issue of blood who needed a miracle and heard what God was doing. She heard that Jesus had entered the city. There was a multitude of people that had their hands stretched out saying, Jesus, touch me, touch me, Jesus, touch me, touch me. She said, I don't have time to wait for Jesus to touch me. I have been suffering for 12 years. I'm out of money. I've gone to every doctor. There has been no help for me. I don't have time to wait for Jesus to touch me. I got to go in there and I got to touch him. I got to push my way through. I got to get through there. I'm not supposed to be here. I don't deserve to be here, but I have suffered too long and I'm not going to stay the way I am. I'm going to touch him. And when she did it, Jesus said, who touched me? Somebody in this house is going to touch Jesus and you're going to cause heaven to look down on this house and say, who touched me? The disciples looked around and they said, Jesus, there is a multitude here. Everybody, everybody. Now he said, no, 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 no. Everybody's waiting on a touch. But there's one person here who's different. She's not waiting on a touch. She touched me. And when she touched him, virtue flew out. Virtue flew through Jesus and flew into her and healed her. You might be one prayer. You might be one touch away from touching heaven with prayer. You might be one touch away from the miracle that you have been waiting on God for 
Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 1 that the great prophet Samuel, it's, it's the narrative, it's the beginning, the genesis of his life, and it's directly connected to prayer. It's directly connected to prayer. His existence is directly connected to prayer because he had a mama named Hannah. Hannah could have no children. Hannah was in one of these uh, marriages where there's, you know, like, there's, you know, a few wives. We don't recommend it anymore. No, no es bueno. Elkanah, Elkanah thought he is the man because he had Penina and he had Hannah. And every year they would go to Shiloh to offer up sacrifice, to thank God for his blessing. And Panina had children. Panina would walk in with her entourage, a blessing. Panina walk in with a new car, new house, Gucci belt. I mean, she walk in. I mean, she looked blessed. Hannah walking in, you know. Anyways, Hannah didn't have anything. And every year when they were walking in, Panina would look over at Hannah and say, <laughs> Look at what I got. See, there's nothing wrong with being blessed, and there's nothing wrong with making your boast in the Lord. In fact, if I, th- I think if you are blessed, you ought, to, you ought to make your boast in the Lord and thank God for what you have. But there's a difference between boasting in the Lord and making ridicule of those that don't have what you have. It's okay to thank God for the new house and the new car and the blessing. It's okay to do that. But remember, there's somebody else that doesn't have what you have, and your testimony ought to inspire them, not make them envious of you. So the, the deal is that Panina doesn't just flaunt the blessing to celebrate God. Panina flaunts the blessing to ridicule Hannah. Hannah has nothing. Hannah has nothing. And she is praying and believing for a child. All she wants is a baby. And her husband, Elkanah, sees that she's praying and that she's crying. The Bible says that she cried bitter tears, anguish, because it says year after year it was the same. She was barren, and she would leave and come home the same. And one year, Elkanah comes up, and he says, girl, what are you crying about? Am I not enough? And that's like, I mean, that, that, that right there is like the genesis of marriage counseling right there. Because he's like, aren't I all you need? And you're like... I mean, like, Elkanah thought he was the man. Read it. New Living Translation. He says, you have me? What else do you need? She's like, yeah. <laughs> you my superhero, boo. <laughs> now, Elkanahs are not bad people. Elkanahs love you. You might be married to Elkanah. You might work for Elkanah. You might be Elkanah. There's nothing wrong with Elkanah. I'm not cursing Elkanahs. But you got to be careful with Elkanahs. Because Elkanahs don't understand your pain. And because they don't understand your pain, they don't understand your petition. And because they don't understand your petition, they can't have the faith that you need to believe for what you're believing for. Elkanahs are the people that will try to talk you out of the miracle you're believing in. Elkanahs are the people that will be like, you know what? You just need to settle with what you have. You just need to be content. You need Elkanah's the one that will walk up to you when something goes wrong, and they'll just be like, oh, don't worry, baby. Somebody else is coming along. Elkanahs are the people that you, you just got, you got to be careful who you talk to. You got to be careful with the Paninas that make fun and make ridicule of you, and you got to be careful with the Elkanahs that don't understand you because both can hurt your faith. So what does Hannah do? Hannah doesn't talk to Elkanah. Hannah doesn't talk to Panina. Hannah talks to God. Be careful with people talking you out of that radical thing you're believing God for. You say, well, how can it affect you? Well, listen, if, if, if Hannah would have given in to Elkanah 
and stop praying, if she'd have said, you know what, boo, you're right. You're right. I'm going to stop praying. Just think about it for a moment. If she stops praying, there's no Samuel. If there's no Samuel, there's no one to interpret the voice of God to Eli. If there's no Samuel, there's no one to recover the Ark of the Covenant that's lost by the Philistines. If there's no Samuel, there's no one to anoint Saul. If there's no Samuel, there's no one to anoint David. There's no one to bring correction. There's no one to bring the word of the Lord. But she didn't stop praying. And there are Hannahs in this room. This is why I'm here today, because I'm here to speak to the Hannahs. There are some Hannahs in this room that are about to birth some Samuels. And you don't understand how powerful. Don't you stop praying. Don't you stop believing because you don't understand what God is about to do with that prayer request. There's a Samuel in your bloodline. There's a Samuel in that business. There is a Samuel that is about to have a change for this world. Thank God. She didn't let one voice deter her prayer. She kept praying. Now, here's here's the thing about her. She cries a lot. She gets bitter often. She's anguished for many years. But she prays. And this is the difference between her and and me. I'm going to say me so you don't think I'm preaching about you. Verse 10 of 1 Samuel chapter 1 says, Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly, but she prayed to the Lord. She said, oh, Lord of heaven, answer my prayer and give me a son. Here's the difference between Hannah and me. Hannah was in anguish. Hannah cried. Hannah cried bitter tears. But Hannah prayed. This is one thing I've learned. Life will hurt you. Like life will make you sorrowful. There'll be bitterness that comes at times. But it's what you do with those feelings that makes the difference. Because God can't bless anguish. God doesn't answer tears. God can't bless bitterness. He can wipe away your tears. He can heal your pain. But the only thing that God answers are prayer. It's the only thing. The Bible says the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And I can prove it to you. Because in verse 19, it says the Lord remembered her tears. No, her pain. No. It says the Lord remembered her prayer and in due season she gave birth to a son i was flying on the airplane to come here and i texted pastor mike and i said this is change the sermon title because this is what i heard god say about this time next year i'm here to prophesy to the hannahs that are barren the hannahs that have seen everyone else get blessed you've seen everyone else get increased you've seen everyone else get a job promotion you've seen everyone else's marriage get restored you've seen everyone else get married you've seen everyone else's children get saved the lord told me to tell you that next year about this time next year you're not coming to shiloh alone but you're coming with a blessing you're coming with a miracle you're coming with abundance god said to tell you about this time next year you're not going to be crying about what you don't have you're going to be crying with joy you're going to be celebrating because blessing is about to come upon your house multiplication is about to come on you you ought to give god praise because about this time next year hannah there's a samuel that you're bringing to Shiloh. Give God praise. You say, Suarez, how do you know it's true? Because I have been Hannah 
for the last four years. I lost my father. I lost my, the mother of my children who passed away. And I have complained to God in, in private. I have questioned God in private. I didn't know what was next. I didn't understand what all was going on. And I came to City Life at the beginning of this year. It was Pastor Casey's birthday. And Pastor Tony, Pastor Casey up here, they're celebrating. Y'all are singing. Someone brings out a birthday cake. They're smooching all over the platform. And I'm like, my God, take it to the green room because some of us have to recite, blessed is a man that endured temptation for when he has tried, he shall receive the kind of life the Lord of promises of heaven. Love him. And they're up here and they're welcoming the guests together and they're doing ministry together. They're singing together. They're preaching together. They're praying together. And I used to have it and I'm sitting right there and I look up at them and I said it out loud. I said, God, I want that. One week later. One week later. Gina steps into my life. God didn't send me an Elkanah. He sent me a Gina. Gina lost her spouse to cancer. Gina's raising two kids on her own. Gina travels preaching and singing. And we're sitting at the table, first dinner table, first, di- first date, first date. And I'm already like, please marry me. Please marry me. I love you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. She's like, you don't know my middle name. I'm like, I don't need to know your middle name. I know your first name. Girl, I know you fine. I'm like, let's be realistic. When am I ever going to call you by your middle name, girl? <laughs> For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. Okay. <laughs> and at first, we're talking about our pain that we have in common. At first, we're talking about our past that we have in common. And first, we're talking about all the stuff we live through that we have in common, only to realize that what I told you about God doing the new thing was for us because while we were talking about what happened to us yesterday God said do you not realize what I'm trying to do in your today to bless your tomorrow and so I said I really did I'm like girl I'm gonna marry you I showed up to the first date with lilac roses which I read somewhere on the internet meant love at first sight I don't know where that website is but I found it I'm like girl these mean love at first sight she's like stalker I'm like no girl I really love you She said, well, sometimes it works. And she said, she said, if we get married, if, it's a long way down the road. Fast forward to July. I'm at Pastor Parsley's church. David Crank says, come here. He's a friend. He said, come here. He said, the Lord says, I hope you enjoyed your time off, son, because your time off has come to an end. Because this year I'm sending you your wife this I mean he's specific not like one of those where you got to interpret does this mean God's giving me a car or a house or what like he was specific (laughs) this year God is sending you your wife he said don't worry about your children don't worry about this this year the Lord says this year this year what David didn't know is that after that service I already had my plane ticket I was flying to go meet her parents he didn't know and I play I got it on video to convince that girl I'm like Thus saith the Lord. And she goes, well, thus saith the Lord, but he didn't tell me yet. That was July. I'm dragging out the story. I'm sorry. You were ready to already come and get blessed, and I dragged out the story. It's a good story. So you know what I did? Because it involves city life. She's like, I don't know. I've only heard you preach one time. She's like, we got Like, I need to be in service with you. I need to pray and fast. I'm like, oh, my God, Jesus, help me. 
I'm like, girl, I have I fasted. I fasted vegetables. I know. I know that this is the will of the She's like, I need to fast. I need to pray. I need to be in service with you. So I got her a ticket. I'm like, look, I'm preaching at City Life. I get you a ticket. You come hear me at City Life. You come hear me in LA. You just come be in the service. You fly home. She was here. Last time I preached her, she was here. She's in the front row. But I didn't introduce her to you in case she didn't get the revelation that I got because I didn't want to come back here. <laughs> I didn't want to come back here with egg on my face. So I didn't even look at her. She told me later, she's like, he didn't even look at me like, I'm like, well, yeah, because you're like, right now, I don't know. She said, I need to pray. I need to fast. We left city life. I'm telling you, we, we left city life. And the next morning, she called me before God. I'm not exaggerating. Maybe a little bit. But she called me and she said, no, but she did say this. She goes, you know what? I can't wait till next year. I'm like, jeez. She goes, I want to marry you this year. I'm like. She's like, you still got to propose and get me all the diamonds and the carrots and all of that. But it was just like, and you know, but what was the, what was the difference? That I prayed about it. We lived through hell for four years. When this year began, I was with my kids and I prayed with my kids. December the 31st, I preached in San Francisco in the morning, I, I, and I went home. We had kind of a weird watch night because we weren't in church. I, I've always been in church on watch night. We were just kind of home, feeling a little melancholy, got my kids together. We had communion, and I said, we're going to pray together. I said, pray with me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, we declare, we declare, this is going to be the best year. This is the best year we have had in a long time, the best year we've had in a long time. Good things are going to happen to us. Great things are going to happen to us. We're going to be happy like we haven't been happy in a long time. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to declare to you that God answered my prayer. This has been the best year I've had in a long time. God has opened doors that I could hardly imagine. God has opened platforms. God's given me new friends that have become family to me. God has done good things. And I'm not doing that to make a boast in Suarez. I'm making my boast in the Lord to let you know that if God blessed me, if God blessed Hannah, if God blessed Joshua, if you'll pray about it, God will bless you too. God will open up a door that no man can shut. He'll make a way where there was no way. He'll part the waters for you. He'll defeat Pharaoh for you all you gotta do is pray 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 about it stand with me in this house so hannah i'm talking to you you've watched everyone else get blessed you've watched everyone else prosper you've watched everyone else live in blessing and you've waited and you've watched and you've cried and you've hoped and you've anguished and you've been confused and you've been perplexed and you've even been bitter at times you pray girl and you pray without ceasing you pray sir and don't stop praying until you can't speak in english you can't speak in spanish and you talk in tongues as the holy ghost gives you the evidence you pray and watch god turn things around jeremiah 33 and 3 god says call on me and i'll answer and i will listen to you pray about it pray about it hannah because god said about this time next year you know what i kept saying you're going to come in here dragging a blessing you're going to come in here like lion king don't you hide what god did you take that simba and just walk in and listen Woo. Look, 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 look. See, I didn't even tell him this in the 9 a.m. service, but look what God did. God blessed her in front of Penina. 
That means God blessed her in front of the lady that was mocking her, ridiculing her, and causing her to cry. And God blessed her in front of Elkanah, who didn't have the faith to believe with her for what she was asking for. And God told me to tell you that God's about to bless you in front of your critics. He's about to bless you in front of those that made you cry. He's about to bless you in front of those that mocked you. And he's going to bless you in front of those that didn't think you deserved it, didn't have faith to believe with you, didn't understand you. God is about to bless you in front of your Elkanahs and your Paninas. Oh, and by the way, when Hannah went to prayer, even the religious folk thought she was crazy because Eli said, girl, you drunk. She said, no, I'm not drunk. I'm just making my prayer known before the Lord. God said, I'll bless you in front of your critics. I'll bless you in front of your Elkanas. And I'll bless you in front of the religious people that you thought were a fanatic. And all of them are going to know that God is on your side. Hannah, you're about to be blessed beyond your wildest dreams. If you know my story, you know I've been telling you. I used to pray for the sick alone. And then there was that time when my children started praying with me. And I've been walking around the country saying, four times the anointing, four times the blessing, four times the healing. I went to Pastor Parsley's minister. And he said, Tony, the Lord says, seven times. Seven times greater. Seven times the anointing. Seven, seven, seven. And like, like I'm not good at math, but I'm like, wow, there's four. Seven. And then it dawned on me, oh. There's Tony, Cole, Michael, Zachary, Gina, Mylon, Macy. Seven people that have lived through the exact same experience. Seven people that have felt the same pain. Seven people that have had to endure. That means seven times the anointing, seven times the miracles, seven times the faith. Seven, 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 seven. Don't you let go. Don't you get so cynical that you let go of the prophetic word of the Lord. God, if God said he's going to bless you, then you keep praying till the blessing comes. If God said your husband's coming home, you keep praying till he comes home. If God said your wife is going to come home, you keep believing. If God said he's going to save your kids, you keep holding on. Until that prayer is answered. I'm praying to the Hannah's in the room. And the last thing, and I didn't say this in the first two services. I was in Australia in November. Lord spoke to my heart. He said, tell the people that if they'll pray, I'll give them an anointing to pray boomerang prayers. I said, huh? He said, that's a prayer that you release and come back on you. So I pray the Lord bless you. I pray the Lord multiply. Why don't you stretch your hands towards someone you've never prayed. I pray the Lord bless you. I pray the Lord multiply you. I pray the Lord give you everything you need this year. I pray the Lord bless your marriage. I pray the Lord bless your money. I'm praying boomerang prayers right now. I'm not trying to be selfish, but everything I pray on you, I'm believing is coming back on me. Why don't you do that right now? Why don't you just pray a boomerang prayer? I pray the Lord bless my enemies. I pray the Lord increase your platform. I pray the Lord give you things you've never had before. Just pray 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 and watch as God will answer right now come on just take about 20 seconds and pray pray come on you've complained about that thing long enough you've cried about that thing long enough pray about that thing and watch as God answers your prayer watch as God answers your prayer watch as God answers your prayer Watch as God answers your prayer. What are you believing God for? Let's do, let's, let's do this and then I know we got we to gotta go, right? 
We got to go. So let me do this real fast. Get that. Look, the thing that you are, whatever it is that you're concerned about, fearful about, that thing that's stewing in your mind, that doesn't do anything. And I say that respectfully because I got stuff stewing in my mind. I just went and told my brother down here. I'm like, help me pray. I need a miracle car. I got seven people and I don't have enough room in my car. I just told him. I just told him. I said, pray with me. But I need to pray. That thing that you've been asking, you need to pray. We're going to do it right now. When I was in church, when we were little kids, Pastor Tony, Pastor Casey, and everyone that was raised, we, when we were little kids, they taught us to sing, have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our trouble. He will hear our faintest cry, and he will answer by and by. When you feel a little prayer world turning, you know that the fire is burning. Because have a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Come on and have a little talk with Jesus and tell him all about our troubles and he will hear our faintest cry and he will answer by and by. And when you feel a little prayer will turning and you'll know that the fire is burning. If you have a little talk with Jesus, makes it. So take that thing that you're thinking about right now. And at the count, do we have enough time or do we got to go? If we got time, at the count of three, whatever that prayer request is, at the count of three, if you'll join, I mean, if you, and again, you don't have to, but at the count of three, if you'll join me in this altar, I want you to come to this altar praying about it. Not just thinking about it, but praying about it. Let's do it. One, two, three. Come. Just come praying. Just come praying. I don't care if it's a car a house, your marriage, salvation, a family member, whatever it might be. Let's just pray about it right now. Take it to God. You say, well, God knows all things, but just pray about it. Prayer opens up the windows of heaven. Pray, just pray, just pray. Just start praying right now. Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you that you're a way maker. I thank you that you're a miracle worker. I thank you that you're the healer. I thank you that you're the provider. Father, you know what your children need today. You know the miracle that they need and I thank you that you answer prayer you're the God that heals our disease you're the God that healeth us and father I thank you that right now as your people pray I thank you that you are answering prayer come on church just pray about it just pray about it talk to God about it you know it doesn't matter if you've been in church 40 years or four days or four minutes this is something all of us can do and the Bible says that when you pray if you'll ask believing asking in his name the bible says he will hear you so go ahead and ask it in jesus name pray about it in jesus name believe for it in jesus name i speak healing over you in jesus name i speak multiplication over you in jesus name i speak peace shalom and joy over you in the mighty name of jesus hannah i declare you're not coming to the house of god alone next year you watch everyone else in city life get blessed in 2018 but the lord says about this time next year hannah you're walking in with your blessing in front of elkanah in front of panina and even in front of eli you're walking in with a blessing you're walking in with a miracle no longer you going to cry alone no longer you're going to cry bitter tears you're going to cry tears of joy because your god is blessing you come on pray just pray just pray thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast our prayers that it ministered to you and it changed your life if there's anything we can pray with you about or god has used this ministry to touch you in any way please send us an email at info at citylifechurch.cc we also want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday or Wednesday worship experiences. You can find our times and locations on our website, 
at citylifechurch.cc. You can also download the City Life app on your smartphones or tablets for more online messages. It was great worshiping with you today, and we'll see you next time.